Welcome into the Train With The Best podcast, a podcast by fit pros for anyone who loves the world of fitness and wants to understand it better. I'm Craig Hoffman, a performance coach, personal trainer, and media personality. And I'm Chris Gorez, master trainer, international presenter, and 15-year veteran. And today, we're going to tell you why stiffness isn't always a bad thing. Ow, my back, it's sore, it's stiff. Okay, <laughs> right. well, there's that, that actually, well, if your back is stiff, that's probably not ideal. It's probably a little uncomfortable. But stiffness in general is not the enemy of performance. And the balance, Chris, between stability, mobility, and flexibility. That's right. Yeah, so, so when you think about reciprocal inhibition, which is basically just if you think about joints and having muscles on both sides of those joints right when you want to mobilize one thing you have to stabilize the other right and and when something is moving too much then you need to create mobility on the other side right so there's something that there's something that needs to be said about especially when it comes to hips mobilizing hips And, and i've seen this play out a few times with with some of the clients is they do all this mobility work on their hips and that's great but then now they start getting back pain and the reason why they start getting back pain is because you have to go back to why those hips are locked up in the first place right and um we've talked about the joint by joint approach by mike boyle how he talks about this alternating pattern between mobility stability between when you go from the ankles to your knees knees to the hips hips to the lumbar spine thoracic spine all that right we know that most people don't have a lot of mobility in their thoracic spine, and they mm-hmm. don't have a lot of mobility in their hips. Right. So where do they create that mobility? Well, they create that mobility in their lumbar spine, which is backwards. That's not what they're supposed to do. Right. Right? Right. So now their lumbar spine is arching, overarching, overturning, doing all those other things. And every once in a while, it will spasm and go into something where you're like, the lower back is like, nope, I've had enough. Stop moving around. Now here comes... This is uh, not what I'm here yeah, for. <laughs> exactly, right? So what do you do? Okay, so now you start mobilizing the hips because you know your hips are tight, which is great. That's what you have to do. You have to mobilize the hips. But the other part of that is strengthening the core. If you don't strengthen the core, right, if you don't add stiffness into that lumbar spine, then what's going to happen is the, the, the body's not ready for it. Now everything is loose. Right. Right. Now everything is loose and the body's like, well, we got to get stiffness from somewhere here. Right. I, I actually made those hips stiff on purpose here, buddy. The brain is like, hey, those hips I made stiff because you're not getting the stiffness anywhere else. And we've got to be able to walk and stabilize somehow. So if you're going to unlock your hips, well, I've got to lock something else up. Right. right. So that's why when, when you start to train mobility in the hips, that has to be combined with lumbar spine stability, core strength, anti-rotation, anti-extension, all that stuff. Right. So it the body will do the thing that you are asking it to do most of the time. Uh, and how it accomplishes that is not always going to be ideal for itself. On a day-to-day, it will protect itself. Like you said, it will tighten up hips because right. this other thing is loose. And it's like, okay, we, we do have limits. And if you want to play over here, then we're going to lock this down over here. And so the balance between making sure the right things are mobile, the right things are stable, and the quality to stiffness um, is is important. Um, Also, obviously, I think we could talk about stiffness muscularly, right? There's... there's, when we have before um, the quality of stiffness to like a hamstring or something like that to keep the, um, the elasticity, um, right. you know, you want something to be too supple. Um, although Tom Brady's like 
watch me. Uh, I'm Mr. <laughs> Supple Muscles, and I'm 45, and <laughs> yeah. giving you double-digit <laughs> fantasy points every week. Yes, he is my fantasy he's also He's also throwing to. helmets and, and iPads on the sidelines. Yeah, really. very supple, that, that throwing <laughs> motion. Um, but, you know, you obviously want to have the strength and not yes. just flexibility, right? Yeah. The fastest athlete is not Gumby. Um, and right. so right. you need to, to have that on the muscular side. But on the joint side, um, that thoracic mobility, um, the, the hip mobility balanced with the really what it is is the, the muscles to control them. Um, and, and you talk about your core, obviously over your spine, your glutes, uh, specifically your, you know, like your glute med to control the hip, like yep. all that stuff becomes super important to make sure that as you mobilize one thing, you have the strength and control to stabilize the other. So how does that then, if you're like, okay, I have really tight hips, I think it's limiting my performance. Um, or I just, it's uncomfortable. Like I, I can't, we were with a, a friend of ours last night, uh, who had, uh, Carly, one of our PTs at fit, like basically unlock one of his hips. Like he couldn't sit by the way, right. Chris and I are actually sitting across from each other, which is very nice. Um, <laughs> normally we're doing this over, over zoom, uh, or Riverside, a uh, shout out to Riverside, uh, the best podcast uh, recording platform on the market. Um, but Chris, uh, just got back from Seattle, uh, doing a Vertimax trading and he's got to be in DC. So he came by the house and now we're recording a podcast in our living room. Anyway, I can then demo this for you because of that. He literally could not sit like this, like foot right. crossed over. Right. So you're sitting, you're sitting in a chair in a figure four with one foot over. Right. Yeah. He, he didn't have he, the internal rotation, and Carly the like external rotation. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They, sorry, the external rotation. Yeah. And so the, you know, he said he, he hadn't been able to do that in like 15 years. Yep. And so Carly like mobilized his hip, and now he can do it, and he's super excited. Right. And. You know, but that also is going to require some stuff on his part to make sure that now he can control that motion and doesn't ultimately yeah. wind up hurting that hip or, you know, hurting something up or down chain. Yeah, and 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 you know what? Like, I, I say mobilizing the hips with that. When you mobilize the hips, you have to strengthen the core. But sometimes strengthening the core is going to mobilize those hips. That's true too, right? Because yeah. you know, sometimes the answer is, hey, I can stretch this all I want, but the brain is not going to give me that range of motion until I lock something else down, right? Like, hey, I'm not going to, the brain's saying, I'm not going to open this up until you lock something else down. So if if you're going to be in this lordosis in your lumbar spine, for instance, right? So we talked about hamstring and you talked about external rotation, right? If the the muscles in the core are weak, then yeah, the, the, the external rotators of that hip, that's going to be stiff and it's not going to move anywhere. But like what when we do, we do say PNF stretching, when we do reciprocal inhibition, we're going to fire the quad to stretch the hamstring. We're going to fire the glute to stretch the hip flexor. Okay, if we can engage transverse abdominis, that's, and, and that's going to release some of quadratus lumborum or QL or TFL, all that stuff to allow for external rotation of the hip, right? If we can bring our spine into neutral. So think about lordosis. Lordosis is when your lower back is curved, right? Mm. When your lower back is curved, think about what happens to those hips. The backside of the hips, the backside of the ASIS is now in an anterior pelvic tilt, right? So that backside of your your, your hip is tilted upwards. Well, guess what's attached to the bottom of that ASIS? Your hamstrings. So your hamstrings are already pre-stretched just because your hips are tilted, right? 
So now you're saying, oh, my hamstrings are tight. Well, no, they're they're not necessarily tight. Yeah, they could be more mobile, but what's really happening is they're already in a pre-stretch. So if we could just get your spine into a neutral position, you're actually going to see more range of motion that you can achieve with your hamstring because it's not already pre-stretched by an anterior pelvic tilt. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It also works, I think, the opposite sometimes where if you have that super tight hamstring and all of a sudden your low back is feeling. I have a, I just have a hilarious memory of a couple of years ago uh, at training camp. Uh, yep. JP Finley uh, looked at me. He's like, Hoff, my back hurts. And I was like, try to touch your toes. He's like, what? I was like, just trust me. Just try to touch your toes. Yeah. And, he, and I was like, just hold it there for like 20 seconds. He's like, okay. And of course he grabs like just below his knee um, and, you know, stretches out the hamstring. I was like, how's your back feel? He's like, better. I was like, I'll explain later. Just yeah. you're welcome. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of works. It can work both ways, yep. but, but that is also only temporary relief. Right. Yes. And I think that's something else to keep in mind. It's like stretching will make you feel better in the moment. That's why your yeah. natural inclination when something is tight is to stretch it. You go, Oh, this hurts. Let me stretch it out real quick. Um, but the long-term solutions, what do those look like? We'll tell you after the break here on the train with the best podcast. The train with the best podcast is brought to you by super coffee. And I got two things to tell you about in the next 60 seconds with super coffee. One, there's a new flavor that is delicious. And two, it is the most cost effective way to get your morning going. The flavor pumpkin pie latte the pumpkin coffee flavor from super coffee has always been delicious but now that they've been tweaking their formulas and they're all latte based mocha latte caramel latte etc they're even better than they have been i don't really understand it it's kind of broken my brain i look forward to it each and every morning and when you do the math especially when you add in our discount 25 percent off the biggest discount you will find at drinksupercoffee.com using the code train with the best a 12 pack comes out to about two dollars and fifty cents a coffee I went to a big national coffee chain the other day to get a latte. Cost me nearly $7. It's nuts. So I can get two and a half super coffees for the price of that latte. So I think I'll be going to drinksupercoffee.com and using the code train with the best. You should too. Again, that's train with the best at drinksupercoffee.com. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by BlazePod. I recently joined a new gym, and it's been fantastic having all kinds of equipment there. But the one thing I wish they had was BlazePods. When I get to train at my gym and my clients get to warm up with blaze pods, use them as finishers or any kind of training in between, I'm like, I know, I know you got it better than, than I do when I just go work out at this gym. I should probably just come to the gym that I train at more often or just bring my blaze pods with me. They're super portable. So what are blaze pods? It's flash reflex training, which allows you to train your mind while you train your body. There's amazing exercise ideas if you just go to their Instagram at blazepods. Chris and I have certainly put up our fair share as well at Train With The Best 21, Chris at Trainer Gores, and I've got some at Craig underscore Hoffman too. So make sure to check it out and make sure that you go to blazepod.com. Use the code TWTB and you'll get 15% off your order. That's blazepod.com. The code is TWTB. Continuing on the train with the best podcast. All right, Chris, let's say that you have tight hips and you, you want to mobilize them. And now, you know, because you've listened to this episode in the first, whatever, 10 minutes of it, uh, that, that, that means you're going to have to strengthen your core as well. And maybe you strengthen the hips, strengthen the hamstrings. What are some of the exercises? What are some of the ways in which you're going about that 
if your goal is to ultimately become a more mobile athlete. Yeah, so this goes back to the corrective exercise continuum that we talked about before where it's not one exercise that's going to do this for you. It's not one thing that's going to be the magic fix. It's going to be a system that you're going to have to follow. So the the order, though, I will say, does have to be followed um, not to a T, but kind of you kind of do have to do mobility before stability, right? And, and the reason why you have to do mobility before stability is you have to at least create that window of opportunity for things to move in the way that they're supposed to move. And that's where things like myofascial release can come in, some sort of some sort of precursor to the stretch that can allow that muscle to relax, let the, let it know that something's coming. It's just a knock on the door to say, hey, we'd like to come in, right? And then you come in there and you lengthen the muscles that need to be lengthened. Right after you've done that and you can achieve range of motion that you're supposed to achieve, now you got to learn how to control that. So now find that proximal stability. Right, we talk about this concept of proximal stability for distal mobility. Right. right. So if you're trying to mobilize hips, stabilize the core. Right. If you're trying to mobilize the shoulders, stabilize stabilize your spine. Right. So all of those things have to kind of happen. Um, and in that order, mobilization, stabilization, and then you can start to integrate it into all of our other exercises, right? Whether it be a lunge, a lateral lunge, this is when we start moving in different planes of motion so that you learn how to actually control it and we're not just strengthening the muscles in one plane of motion, right? right. So, yeah, that's that's the system that we follow. Yeah, and so on a, on a more, I don't say more practical because like, that is very practical, but uh, <laughs> less theoretical sense. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that one thing that's important to point out is like you want to activate your core before you do, you know, your or like you do your hip mobility, then you're going to do your core work, and then ultimately, like you're working up to your squat. Let's right. say, right? Um, that doesn't mean you're going to go do abs before you do squats. Yes, right. So the, the level that you are working at here is enough to feel it. It's enough to bring awareness. It's enough to have the thing feel strong while not wearing it out because yes, you will do some core first. And by the way, doing that core is like extra core, like that, that yeah. still works that way. You're strengthening it for the long term. but what you're not doing is you're not exhausting it. Like if you want to do just go crazy on core, um, you know, or make core like a main feature of your workout it still should go last because then if you tire it out, you don't have the ability to stabilize for any other exercise that you do. <laughs> right. So like you may do like, I, you know, I know you love dead bugs and as do yeah. I, um, but like you might do like three sets of 10 dead bugs, uh, as part of your warm up circuit, uh, and kind of get everything stabilized and then go into, and like, so you do like your mobility work, you do your, your stretching, whether it's PNF stretching, if you're working with somebody or have that ability, um, if you're being trained, uh, or whether it is your, just your dynamic stretching, you can also do, you know, uh, like band assisted stretching. Like there's all these different kinds of yeah. mobilizations you can do so many from, ones, from yeah. super basic to more advanced loaded, you know, yeah. like a loaded world's greatest stretch with a kettlebell. Like you can get pretty intense with, with yes. stretching and mobility if you want to. Um, but you do that and then you go into your, your stabilization exercises. Um, you know, if we're, we're working on, you know, ankle mobility and, or hip mobility, and then some knee stability that would, that would also go here. Like you're, you know, balance on one leg, kettlebell pass side to side, that right. kind of stuff. Yep. Um, but obviously, I mean, even when I do those, 
I typically have someone do like a dead bug or something first because that stable pillar is going to be the main building block for everything else. Yep. And so dead bug plank, something that creates that stability through the core is going to be the key to then build up into deadlift bench squat, whatever split squat, whatever other exercise we're going to from there. Yeah. I, I would say another one that you throw in there is like, uh, I've been doing a lot of the vasostrap hip internal external rotation where you, where you put the, I, I like to use the, the Vertimax 360 belt. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll put that around my shoulder, wrap it around 360, and then I'll do some of my internal external rotation, either from an RDL or from a split stance, um, where we're working on resisted and assisted hip internal and hip external rotation. So we're getting a lot of that to, to, to open up those hips. Um, and, and for me, the mobility exercises and stability exercises are the same thing. We're trying to mobilize one thing to stabilize the other thing, right? Right. So uh, another one of my favorites is like um, lying down on the on the ground with a kettlebell and your hand bottoms up. You're keeping your shoulders flat on the ground, and then you're making sure you're making sure that that doesn't lift while you're rotating your hips side to side. So it's usually one or the other. I either lock the hips and try to turn the shoulders, or I lock the shoulders and try to turn the hips. That's gonna get me my my rotation there. Um, and that usually gets a little bit of everything. And then I'll follow that up with what you said, like dead bugs, planks, um, something to, to get that core stability back in before I'm getting into some sort of movement and then into a squat or a deadlift or whatever. Uh, we haven't been quite as active on Instagram recently because we're very busy. Yes. Uh, but I would love to have you tape uh, yourself doing some of those. And we'll yep. throw, and I'll just throw the audio that, that everyone just heard on uh, underneath it, and we'll we'll put up some stuff on Instagram at Train with the Best Twenty One to get some demos of what Chris was just talking about. Uh, the last piece of this, to me, too, is like strengthening your new range of motion yes. and working within full range, and that requires a bit of humility um, because you are not going to be able to to lift your heaviest Correct. through a, a and that full should, range this of shouldn't motion. Be, this shouldn't be a heavy lifting day either. Like, or if it is, like. This might be before or after this, the heavy lift. This is lift. part of the warm up. Yeah. Or yeah, the, or the supplemental prep. work yeah. after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea of like, okay, now I can get down into a deep squat and yes. I used to not be able to do that because I didn't have the mobility. So how do I go about strengthening that full range? And the answer is you just lighten the load and, and yes. do what you can. Um, you know, and, and think about it the same way you think about every other exercise. Like you're working to a certain threshold of insert your rep max here, whether it's, you're like, Oh, I want to be 80% of my 10 rep max and and do eight reps. Or, you know, I'm just trying to do like five reps, whatever it is. You know, if you want to like really focus on eccentrics, I actually love isometrics in this situation uh, as well. Like let's hold the bottom. Um, and that way also like, if you've got a kettlebell and you're holding the bottom of a squat, you can drop the kettlebell before you come up out of it. If you just do like a 30 second hold, but make sure that ultimately the last part of being able to handle this new range of motion is not just strengthening certain, you know, parts of the, you know, certain parts of the body, like your core, for instance, to be able to control the hips, but also being able to control the the actual movement um, and, and that through the entirety of the range of motion. 
The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Momentus, who believes that everyone should have access to the highest quality and innovative products on the market, combined with the knowledge and insights of why and how to use them from the world's leading experts, which is why you can get them at livemomentous.com, and you can also find out why and how to use them. That second part of their mission statement, which says, we want to help people understand. We believe that people should understand why and how to use these products is why I'm going to send you not just to buy the products at livemomentous.com like any particular ad would do, but to go to livemomentous.com and click on any of these products and learn about them because they do a great job of profiling what each product does and most importantly, how you should use it. So go to livemomentous.com. If you buy anything, use the code TWTB. That's a brand new code, TWTB. You'll get 15% off. But make sure that as you buy whatever it is that you want to do to improve your life, that you click on the products and use the information that Momentous is providing you for free. There's no discount code needed. LiveMomentous.com. If you buy something, TWTB, make sure you go check out, read up on all the amazing things that you can do with their products. Again, that's LiveMomentous.com. The Train With The Best podcast is brought to you by Jaku. And if you want to unleash your true performance, you need to make sure that you have consistent measurements. And you know from listening to this show, and hopefully at this point, having your own Jaku, that the Jaku speed system helps you consistently get laser precision level measurements with a simple device that goes on your wrist and your phone, 100 meter, 200 meter, your 40 yard dash, agility drills. Well, now you can get that same personal precision through the intelligent measurement technology of Jaku on vertical jump. And all you have to do is update your app. No new device, no nothing. Just a simple app update and you've got the same elite level measurement technology that you've been using for your speed work on Jaku in vertical jump. You gotta get yourself a Jaku. It's as simple as that. Go to jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB for a 20% discount and you can get the highest level of accuracy for speed measurement and now vertical jump with one simple device. jaku.com slash discount slash TWTB. And so for me, like once you get into that and you're starting to challenge that, that movement, what I would say is when you're challenging, for instance, lower extremity mobility, then combine that while also challenging upper extremity stability, right? So if we're, if we're thinking like one of my favorites is rear foot elevated, front foot elevated split squat, but then I'll do like a bottoms up kettlebell or I'll do like an overhead med ball hold with just a light, light med ball, but then I'm challenging that upper body stability to combine that with lower body mobility. Same thing the other so way. So can you die, like, I'm pretty sure I understand what why you want to do that, but can you dive into, like, why you'd want to pair those together? Because, like, on some level, it seems like, oh, you guys always say keep the main thing the main thing. Why yep. not focus on one thing at once? But they, but actually, that is the help, main thing. they yeah. actually help each other. They actually do help each other, right? Because well, the, the more that you can keep, so your body is always going to find the easiest path. It, it always is because it's always just going to look for, hey, I need to survive this movement. I need to survive this exercise. What's the easiest way? So for me to be able to actually build mobility in my lower body, if that is the main thing, what I have to do is make sure that I'm not 
falsely creating mobility somewhere else by rolling my shoulders forward or whatever, right? So now I have to make sure I'm challenging my upper body stability, make sure that that posture is locked in Mm -hmm. so that the mobility that I'm gaining is actually from my lower extremities and not by me cheating and rolling my shoulders forward or whatever. Right. And I think of this a lot with balance as well. Kind of some of the similar concepts apply here. And when someone is struggling, I'm like, all right, I want you to really focus on your upper body posture, your core. And all of a sudden they can stand on one leg or they can do the thing with the lower body mobility that they couldn't. And they'll be like, why? Like, I don't get it. Like, why did that work? And we have um, the body blades. Yes. Uh, in, in our gym yes and obviously we have yoga blocks as well and i would i will grab them both and i will say if i told you you had to balance one on your hand which one would you pick would you pick the body blade the big tall long thing that wobbles right. a lot <laughs> yeah. or would you pick the yoga block the super stable thing like right. the yoga block yep that's the point is that one is going to easily wobble and fall over it's very hard to find the center of mass it's very high, hard to balance right. and if the body feels unstable you're not going to have your maximal mobility and the yoga block, uh, which is what you want to be, is, you know, be the yoga block. Um, you know, <laughs> you uh, at that point are going to be able to just focus on the one thing because the the rest of it is taken care of. All right. Uh, anything else on this topic you would like to add, sir? No, I think we've I think we've covered it. I think that uh, and, and we've covered it in past episodes as well. So we can we can always refer back to the corrective exercise continuum that we talked about. Yes. Um, but I think this is just one of those things when you when you're. Uh, trying to help a client out or when you try, if you're trying to help yourself out, if you really want to build hip mobility, shoulder mobility, it's got to be combined with stability somewhere else. Definitely. All right. More from Chris at trainer Gores on Instagram. Uh, we will try to get up those videos as well at train with the best 21. I'm at Craig underscore Hoffman. Eventually I'll post fitness stuff again, but right now it's, it's mostly wedding content. Uh, <laughs> That's it, and that's all for this edition of the Train With The Best Podcast. If you like it, tell your friends. If you don't, tell them anyway. Maybe they'll like it, and then, then it can be like, I don't know why you didn't like that that pod. It was, it was fantastic. All right, we're done.